Homeland Field Division Podcast. And welcome to Homeland Field Division Podcast. This is episode 23 of the podcast, and we're looking at season 4, episode 7, Redo. The episode was written by Alexander Carey and directed by Carly Franklin, I believe. My name is Matt Murdick. I'm from homelandfielddivision.wordpress.com, and that's where you can find all of the links that you need if you want to talk to me about this show, Homeland. You can find the email link or the Twitter link or a link to subscribe on iTunes. And while you're at iTunes, I would appreciate it very much if you could leave me a review as well. Which, by the way, thanks to Gravitation24 for their review in the U.S. iTunes store. Very much appreciated for taking the time to leave a review. Um, This week's episode, since there's really nothing else to say about the podcast, this week's episode, Redo, uh, the seventh episode. Well... Did anybody see the old uh, Damian Lewis cameo coming? I had not heard that he was going to shoot anything for Homeland, so I was surprised. Um, For a second there, I was thinking, oh no, they've jumped the shark. But fortunately, they just incorporated it into all of Carrie's hallucinations that's going on here. And I guess that's the the basic place to start. Obviously, we have ISI girl switch getting new drugs to to be placed in there by the ambassador's wife, and all of that is still weaving together and and working uh, like great cogs in a wheel in terms of undermining everything that's going on with the CIA in Pakistan. The thing that kind of bothers me a little bit is it seems like all of the remorse is gone from the ambassador's husband. What's his name? Is it Duck Phillips? Uh, I don't remember what his name is. But he, he seems, I mean, he was sweating Quinn being in the room. But other than that, I mean, he seems pretty at ease. Uh, not a guy who is being coerced by the ISI. So I, I don't like that at all. Um, I wouldn't think that just a regular guy could keep his cool that well, first of all. And second of all, uh, I don't like what that says about his character because he's obviously fitting into these shoes a little bit too comfortably. So I hope that he ends up getting his in the end uh, somehow, some way. Anyway, as a result of Philip's switcheroo there, we end up with a whole bunch of interesting notions about what's going on with Carrie right now. Before I get into the whole drug talk, let me just say that while Carrie was still semi-sane, I did like her recognition of the fact that Ian, she she took responsibility for that, of course. And I like the fact that Farah took responsibility for it, too. That it was, this was the operation, this is what they do, this is the cost. And uh, I thought that that was a really important statement for Farah to make. And I really found that poignant. Now, the rest of Carrie is pretty much insane. Uh, Well, okay, except for her first talk with Quinn, 
where they're talking about Saul. And that seems to be one of those situations where it it's one of those catch 22s. I think Carrie's totally right when she says Saul would have been fine with being taken out if it took Hakani out. Um, so it was perhaps the right call, even though Lockhart didn't think so. Uh, what did he say? Thank Christ when he said they didn't, couldn't go through with it. But yeah, doesn't mean that there's still that little bit of her. Like she said, she didn't want Saul on her conscience. And I think the end of this episode, the whole thing with Brody is all about Carrie's conscience. She had to admit that it didn't really matter to her if Brody or died or that she knew that he might die and she was okay with that. Um, that's, that's a pretty big revelation. And obviously Brody wasn't really there. In fact, of course, Quinn wasn't there either in the hospital. That was everything. I'm just wondering how much of this was hallucination and how much wasn't. Because Carrie sees herself shooting a gun, and then she sees herself squeezing a trigger, which means that she would think that she had come out of it. But then later, you know, all of the sounds are magnified again, the fly and, and all of that. So what does this ISI guy think that this drug is supposed to do? And how could they predict who Carrie would see? Or if she would see anybody, because like I said, if she saw her own hand squeezing into the air, then that means that at some points the hallucination thing is broken, right? Or was that part of the hallucination? Not sure. And why did she see Quinn first? Was it because the, I guess she was being inhibited from doing what she thought she was right. And she sees Quinn as an inhibitor. And as far as Brody goes, it was her conscience, and, and he has always been somebody who has encouraged her. So you have the inhibitor versus encouragement kind of context. Why would she see Brody, though, when she first knocked him down? Um, that was the thing. It just it doesn't make a lot of sense. I, I don't know what kind of drug that's supposed to be. Maybe you guys can help me. Uh, but it, it just seems like that would be something that would be totally unpredictable and would be a very dangerous card to play. I don't know. What do you think? I think that it's time for me to play Captain Obvious again and say that ISI guy and ISI girl, and I can't ever remember the name, so forgive me, they are strictly working for Agani. I don't think that they, this is ISI sponsored in any way, shape, or form based on the Prime Minister's response uh, in that meeting with Carrie and Lockhart and Ambassador Phillips. I think that uh, this is strictly them working on the inside, which would make sense as well, because Ghani, here we go with the Captain Obvious part, has all of that information at the end of the episode about that meeting. And then you have the two people, ISI guy and ISI girl, in the meeting. So they're obviously reporting to him directly. And Hagani knows that Saul doesn't have any good intelligence. He can't offer anything that will really help Hagani. But Carrie does. And so, given that they're involved with the drugs and trying to figure out what Carrie, you know, they, they're holding Carrie right now, 
or at least ISI guy is, and posing as Brody, again, it just seemed like a cheap way to get Damian Lewis in there. But, oh, well, I'll forgive it. Um, obviously, they're, they're trying to fish information from Kerry, and I think it's just strictly on behalf of Agani. There, Captain, the obvious moment over, hopefully. Let's talk about Lockhart for just a moment. You know, he comes in a guns a blazing, doesn't he? That's U.S. diplomacy at its best. I really felt bad for Phillips, the way he kind of just undermined everything. And he is evidently under the authority, or he has the authority to set negotiations or whatever by the U.S. president. But wasn't his hardline stance kind of cowboy? I I think it was. Simply for the fact that I'm subscribing to the theory that the Pakistani government is not overall not acknowledging any kind of existence of of Haganee or or pledging any real help to him. It's just factions from within. And so the government's going to have to pay the price. You kind of got to like Lockhart for his ability to bend just a little bit at the end of the episode when Phillips comes in and says she's been doing all the hard work to get the back channels going again. At least he's willing to bend a little bit, especially since he doesn't have anything going on his own end, as she calls him out on. So you have to kind of like that. But uh, I don't know why Carrie wouldn't have been fired on the spot, to be perfectly honest, for the way she was talking to Lockhart in the room when they were all in the room talking about a rescue operation for Saul. Which, by the way, you know, when Carrie says that this will be this is the only day that they'll have an opportunity to get Hagani. Uh, she's totally right. She's still sane at that moment, although she's starting to bail out just a little bit, it seems like, which I guess is why she needs her meds um, and gets the bad meds instead. But, yeah, she she totally called that, and even Lockhart kind of acknowledges that when they're into trying to view everything from the night and he says what's the chances that he's actually still in the house and they say well the drones can't see anything when they see i mean higani is in a car you telling me that they wouldn't have the ability to to see taillights going out of the facility although would they try to uh, would they try to track every car that comes out of there that might have been difficult but nonetheless wasn't uh, wasn't Quinn just a couple of episodes when Saul was in the trunk? Wasn't that at night? And he was calling for drone support? So obviously you would be able to see the taillights. It just, I guess there just aren't enough drones in Pakistan, right? Can't Can't have one following every car out of there. But the explanation that nothing registers on the drone pictures uh, seems like a poor excuse. You could say, well, we can't track every car coming in and out of there. But why say that you can't register the pictures? I know. It's a tomato. Matt's tomato is nitpicking at something that doesn't even really matter. It's something I do just to get the old man gripe out of me. So forgive that. That's really the only nitpick, I guess, that I have uh, in terms of just blatant stuff. Again, I don't understand the whole drug thing, why 
she would see Brody at one point, Quinn at another point. I tried to explain that to myself with what I said earlier, but it's another weird thing doing that predictable. It just, the unpredictability of that seems a little unrealistic to me as well. Okay, tomatoes out of the way. Sorry about that. Anyway, bottom line is there's a lot to hate about Lockhart. There's a lot to grudgingly like about Lockhart as well. Just put it that way. I'm glad he's I'm glad he's back in the mix for this season because um we certainly don't need a, a whole bunch of appearances of of Brody flashbacks or Brody hallucinations to try and save this series. I, I think the series is standing just fine on its own without Brody. So while this was a nice way to work him back in for people that wanted him, it really doesn't do anything except soil what we loved about him in the end. Right. Oh, well, um, what else? Well, I, I haven't talked any about Hagani and, and Saul really. Those were some interesting conversations and Saul being used as a human shield and the, how liberated Hagani felt by that. Um, one thing that this show does very well that, and I'm a big fan of 24, but they tend to paint 24 characters a little less gray. And this Hagani character, as well as the the past villains in this series, have always looked a little more gray. They've done that very well. And I think that Saul makes some really good arguments about the fact that terrorists are abusing Islam uh, to get their point across. I thought that that was a great debate between them. And you know what? Uh, Hagani had his own point about the Christian religion as well. It was totally true. It's undeniable. Um, <laughs> and in Saul's response, I'm a Jew. Uh, that was great. But that was a great conversation. But as far as Saul goes now, I guess he's in Afghanistan, right? So uh, this whole political prisoner thing... It, is Hagani reaching too far here? Uh, he obviously seems to think it'll work simply by Lockhart's initial meeting with the prime minister that was reported to him by either ISI guy or ISI girl. I'm assuming girl, because ISI guy probably had to be ready for the eventual carry thing. Anyway, either way, it doesn't matter. Um, and he also had to go to the airport where those videotapes mysteriously disappeared or were never operational. You know, I don't think that has anything to do with the ISI covering it up. I think that that has to do with Gonzi, uh, getting the stuff disabled, which, you know, there might've had to been some credentials flashed somewhere, somehow in order to get that done. But I think that it's a moot point. It's, it was, as Carrie said, it was um, done purposefully to cover this up. It's just a question of uh, whether before or after, and I suspect before, by Gonzi himself. <sighs> Either way, um, they, like I said, the, the conversations between Hagani and, uh, and Saul were very interesting. Um, didn't quite understand the need for the shot with, the, the with Hagani and his wife while Saul was chained to the bed. Kind of weird. Kind of just 
unnecessary, but oh well. I guess if you're going to use somebody as a human shield, then uh, you don't you don't want to be bombed while you're making love to your wife. So I don't know what he thought that any drones would know whether Saul was in the room with him or not. But oh well, can't blame the guy for being too careful. Got a lot of kids. That guy, boy, he's been busy. If he only gets back every three years, then he must be, uh, you know, they must be pretty successful at making babies. Uh, and uh, that, other than that, you know, the whole standoff with the one son um, is kind of just a moment. And it wasn't out of any respect for Saul. That was just Hagani protecting his interest. If anybody wants to come out and say, oh, look at how they made Hagani nice there by saying that. No, that was just to protect his interest. That's not what I felt made him more gray. What I felt made him more gray was the love that he showed for his children and for his wife. Um, And his comments about how all religions um, can be used to a detriment. So... That that was all good and well. And how just how happy he was to be able to stick his hand out the window and do the little wave thing with the wind. Uh, a human side to the guy, if you know what I mean. They humanized him really well. And I, I don't know that there's really that much else to say. I know these podcasts are kind of short, and like I said, they're kind of Captain Obvious. Seems to me the series is going to wrap up heading in this direction with the Carrie dealing with her demons uh, and whether she will divulge information or not. That's uh, obviously a Hagani directive. Saul being a political prisoner. Will Saul allow himself? Will he find some way to maybe try and kill himself in order to keep this? Even Carrie says Saul would put a bullet to his own head, right? Um, to keep from giving Hagani any kind of advantage. Would Saul uh, think to do that? Would he feel like um, sacrificing himself so that Hagani had nothing to negotiate with would be worth it? Tough to say. We'll have to see. Um, but anyway, that whole side of it, the political side, the 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 U.S.-Pakistani tension side, which will make the ambassador play. Plus, just as far as the ambassador, the embassy story goes, they have to to work in whether husband, what's his name again? Duck? Duck Phillips? Is that his name? Um, whether he's going to get a conscience and, and turn back or whether he's just going to be a bad guy and get caught. That's going to happen. have to happen at some point. You know, and then, of course, just the finding of trying to find Saul or not. So that's where we are in terms of where the series is headed. And it all is still pretty exciting. I thought it was more exciting actually with the, the trying to track Hagani down, but like all things, it's got to take a turn, a quick turn somewhere so that, uh, you know, people can go, what the heck? Like they did last week when I am was shot. And they'll uh, move forward from here, and and that'll give them a couple episodes to continue to move pieces in place like they did today to set up whatever the total end fallout is going to be. And uh, I guess that does it. HomelandFieldDivision.wordpress.com
your one-stop shop, homelandfielddivisionpodcast at gmail.com if you want to send me an email. And don't forget the iTunes. Please leave me a review. It's very helpful to me to stay noticeable amongst other great Homeland fans like yourself. My name is Matt Murdick. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Oh, I do have a couple of quick announcements. Uh, The episode that is going to air on November 30th, I will not be able to get you a podcast on the 1st of December because I will be out of town playing music in Chicago at the House of Blues. Come and see me. I'll be with James Armstrong. Uh, Otherwise, uh, look for that podcast. I probably won't get back until that Monday, and that Monday evening I have to record my Game of Thrones podcast, Podcast Winterfell. Uh, Boy, listen to me, full of plugs. Uh, So you might not get the episode for the 30th, Uh, of November until Tuesday the 2nd. Likewise, the next week, I'll be coming back from Tennessee on a Sunday, so I'm not sure if I'll get to see the episode until late. So uh, the episode that I would drop on the 8th of December for the 7th of December episode might not come until the afternoon, but it will be there by no later than Tuesday morning. So, sorry for all that. Uh, I guess housekeeping but I just wanted to let you know so that you didn't think where did he go if you're listening to this podcast avidly which I thank you for once again Matt Murdick take care bye bye homelandfielddivision.wordpress.com